you got to be like me and you got to think, well, what can I learn from somebody who's a playwright? We could learn something from somebody as creative as that. I think so. And it's more than that. Maybe we can learn from somebody who has hosted Pop Crush Nights. Hmm. Welcome to the Radio Rally on the Clubhouse. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, and hearing some stories from a, a, an amazing radio pro right now in uncovering the path forward in radio. Many local broadcasters today think that they need more services, but they often think about how to make them affordable or that they can't be affordable. My name is Lloyd Ford. I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We can help broadcasters make more money by being a programming partner who fully develops the right position for any local radio brand or brands, coaches local morning shows, something that is missing in a lot of markets, and of course, other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce your daily music logs if you need them, provide excellent voice trackers, sales, and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle, and a lot more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime, especially if you have a challenge that gets in the way of your ratings, a challenge that gets in the way of your revenue. F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. How can we help you? Today's live event, of course, will be a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. And this episode will be available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. You can meet our guest on Clubhouse Live like we're doing now, or you can subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a thing. The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is available on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. So there's no excuse not to pick it up. It's free. What is about to happen on this live event? Nicole Murray is with us. She's with 94.3 The Point. She's the midday on-air personality and actually a lot more with Town Square Media. She is in New Jersey, New Jersey-based. We're going to find out uh, what we might not know beyond The Sopranos about that. Maybe we'll get into that, too. I do want to share with you what is happening next Monday. This is our Monday preview. Next week, Jerry Del. Caliano is going to be with us. And if you, that name sounds familiar, he's the professor of the music business program at NYU, uh, Stu Hart, uh, Department of Music and Performing Arts Professionals. And many people know him from his subscription-based service that he provides for radio. And uh, I, I think that you would say that he stirs up a few things here and there and uncovers a few things. And we're going to try to uncover a few things with him next week on Monday at this time. We do have guests every week on the Radio Rally, and that means that, yes, there is a guest calendar. You can see our full guest calendar going forward all the way through. We're starting to book August. I can't believe that. It's in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. You can check that out anytime. By the way, that's also where you can learn more about our upcoming Q3 sales exclusive event for radio. It is also free and includes uh, a lot of special guests that will help you squeeze out more sales for your 2022, what remains for us, the second half of the year. Think of it like uh, 
Think that like the coach's speech at halftime in a football game, you're going to get that. Tell your sales manager, market manager, and of course, uh, local sellers that this event is free for them. July 7th, 4 p.m. Eastern. We also have encouragement on our free blog for on-air and promotions with more than live and local, our guest series, and even more encouragement, get this, for local sellers of radio with our regular encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources for anyone in the radio industry today. We don't lock away anything on our website the way some consultants do because we believe in this theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometimes. I'd love to share it with you. You can go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime. See what you can get for free from our team. Today's guest is somebody that I really look forward to uh, spending some time with. Now, listen, uh, she has studied in Spain. She studied in Peru and a variety of other places around the world. She holds a BA in theater and journalism and media studies from Rutgers University. And she has an interesting background in radio, but today she's with Town Square Media's 94.3 The Point in her home state of New Jersey. And of course, she voice tracks stations around the country. We're honored to visit with Nicole Murray. Nicole, uh, Welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we we appreciate to get the opportunity to spend this time with you. I think that's going to become relevant pretty quickly. Okay, so tell us about your high school experience. People don't usually get this question, but I like to start kind of at the root of things. Would you have been somebody who had radio on your mind back in high school? Absolutely not. I was a total jock into the sports, good at school, but had no idea where I was going to end up, honestly. So, no, wait, sports. What kind of sports were you into? Soccer and swimming, mainly. Oh, really? Were you a champion in any of those things? Soccer, yes. That's always a special category when I interview somebody and they show up in that, in that early, early in life championship category. So when did you really connect with radio specifically? It wasn't until I was um, at Rutgers for a few years. By my junior year, um, it took me a bit to even declare a major because there was just so many different things I could picture myself doing. Finally, I said, okay, journalism and theater, because there's writing, there's creativity, but also the performance aspect with theater. And it was actually suggested to me that I should do an internship in broadcasting because it would double dip with both as far as credits. And I interned with Scott and Todd in the morning at WPLJ. I was actually there when the whole split happened. But mm. at first I pictured myself doing behind the scenes work, producer work, prep work. And um, their overnight guy at the time, his name is uh, Brad Maybe, actually approached me at like four in the morning and said, I've heard you around the halls speak. I said, excuse me? <laughs> and he's like, I'm serious. And he's like, I've heard your voice. You are not someone who belongs prepping. You are someone who belongs behind the mic. And um, that is kind of how it got started. All right. So I want you to walk us through some of the experiences on your resume that may not appear on everyone's. And and first, you know, look, you're somebody with experience inside WPLJ. You specifically talked about being an intern there. Yes. Being there for the split. Anything you want to share about what you learned? 
Um, so I was there for maybe two or three weeks when Scott and Todd were together and everything was as is. We, I was taking a 418 AM train. Just imagine how rough that is for a college kid. Um, um, but when you're going in, people are flying in and out of doors and hallways and people are bringing newspapers left and right and they're scanning. It's just, it takes an army to do a successful radio show like that. And when the split happened, no one got a heads up unless if you were on the upper level. So one day I came in, all the doors were closed. There was no people, um, if us interns thought we were in trouble. (laughs) Right. It's your first thought, right? Um, but after a few weeks, you know, they started doing mock shows, they started running things. And, um, I think what I learned is, is preparation. Preparation is important, but it will only Mm -hmm. get you so far that unfortunately synergy amongst your co-hosts, it's, it's, uh, it can be a deal breaker if you don't have it. Oh, as somebody who has done everything from work with really successful morning shows to trying put to try to put together morning shows, if you don't have that chemistry, you are you are in deep trouble. Yes. Yes. All right. So listen, we always encourage the use of creativity for our clients at Rainmaker Pathway. You are a playwright. Talk to us about how compelled you are to write and about having your words brought to life by actors it can be a very surreal thing um the piece i would say i am most proud of it's titled al um and fun fact i actually started writing that from an essay assignment in college and the professor pulled me aside and said you cannot put this down you need to keep working on it and um something i've learned is that it when you hear those stories that people are like, I sat down, I got this inspiration and I wrote it all in one night, that almost never happens. And even when it does, the piece is not fully developed. It doesn't have the layers and the arcs that it needs. So Mm. it's taken me, like I'm still five years and 17 drafts into writing this piece and I'm still working on a new layer to this day. So it is amazing to see actors and actresses work on your words and your themes and the messages that you're trying to get out there. But I think it was a lot harder than I originally thought when I was just a little old college girl just trying to put my words on pages. Um, I think the most... The, the part that really makes my heart jump is that I've been very lucky to have been accepted into multiple festivals, one of them being right in Manhattan. And when you have one of those moments that your words and your direction and the actors take that to life where it makes the theater completely silent, like you can feel it, that is oh, what yes. makes my heart pump through my chest because it means you're doing something right. I just finished reading a biography of Mike Nichols. So if you know him, he was a renowned director, both of movies, but also of Broadway. Do you have, is it in you to go, God, I would love to take something that I've written to Broadway? Oh my gosh, of course. If they'll have me, (laughs) I would absolutely (laughs) love it. My goal is is just to create and get it on the largest platform as possible because I have things to say that I think people are finally opening the doors to seeing some of the inequalities out there and what it's like to be a woman in this world. And yeah. now that people are finally starting to listen, I got something to say. <laughs> so I love how you say that. I got something to say. I got yeah. something for you. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm visiting with the Sopranos now that you said that. 
uh, I'm from Jersey. We can't help it. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do, right? So listen, you were the blog editor and chief for something called Rue Twist. You were a staff writer at Goodfella Media and the front of house manager for at Crossroads Theater Company. Could you describe experience that you gained in these different situations that maybe has made you a better broadcaster from doing all these different jobs? Yeah. So radio is not just radio anymore. Online and social media has turned it into a, a completely different industry. So um, are you twist with something that covered like all of Rutgers campuses, Goodfellow Media covered entertainment. And then Crossroads Theater actually gave me a chance to be in a live theater setting where it gives you it gives you a taste of the full 360 of what it's like to be on every end for the person maybe writing the bios for the radio show or you know now that I write articles myself it gave me a start and a basis on how to formulate and actually create a story that's compelling to work with the theater aspect it it shows you first of all what it's like to be on the other side of the stage and therefore making being on stage not easier but the more education you have the better if that makes sense and um and being a leader and how how to manage people and correct them while still helping them improve so much was involved um research and that whole idea of goodfellow media with entertainment was a really good way to learn how to filter and research of what's worth covering worth versus what's just another headline that's about the Kardashians, you know what I mean? Mm, right. Well, I'm glad to hear you say radio is not just radio. It's social media. It's all this digital. It's all this, you know, I am old school. Okay. I don't mind saying that, I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to, but I'm going to say this, you know, look, I, I now have grown to where I'm in a consulting practice and my job is to really be a, a good steward for people and to, to be a servant leader, if you will, which really means I serve everyone. So if you come in contact with me, that's what's going on. I'm trying to serve you. And, and we stress this all the time. You know, I don't think radio's ever just been radio, not for me, but you see a lot of people that, that talk about how they wish old radio was back and all that. And it's not like that. It's like the world moves on and we should move on. And I'm glad to hear you say that. Do you think that that being in town square, you're in a really exciting place for that message? Yes, because COVID, first of all, changed everything. And I think the whole dynamic with the company got adjusted that we we are on air, but we are also digital. That part of my daily job is not only to provide entertaining content over the air, but also online with articles and um, pictures and video and Facebook live and, and Instagram wait, you live. Sound, you sound like someone who relishes this, like you embrace it and it's a big part of what you do, right? Um, big, t- big time. There is a joke that my boss has that when he hears my studio door swing open, he's like, what video does she want me to be in now? So <laughs> I'm very lucky that I am put in an environment that I am encouraged to follow all of those quirky, wacky, crazy ideas because, you know, the more the merrier. I love this about you. Do you feel having this variety of experience, you know, you've worked in these different places and done these different things. Do you think it helps give you something that many other broadcasters 
maybe don't have or don't relate to as well. And I'm specifically talking uh, mostly about the writing. And uh, it could also apply to any of this other work that you've done. The writing, absolutely. I don't, I think the typical broadcaster, if they've been doing this job for 20 years, um, I've heard a lot of situations where 20 years later online and the website presence becomes important and they're being asked to write and they're like, well, I don't know how. Um, I think the the skill of learning how to properly write is a lot harder and, and not as many people as you would think can do it. So mm. that aspect alone brings you to a whole new game. Plus, I don't want to say there's a set formula with writing, but the idea of making things chronological so think people can understand. I'd like to think that definitely comes into play on the air. And even theater, the idea of being able to commit to pretend circumstances and different tactics that you use when you're about to perform absolutely comes into play with broadcasting because we do a lot of on-site broadcasts at um, live locations or the boardwalk. And it I just I really find that it has helped even just with the changing of the inflections of my voice that it wouldn't naturally happen unless if I was like in the zone, if you will. Oh, we're getting in the zone. I like yeah. that. You know, but I, I always kind of considered being on the air to being sort of like being somebody who could fly. It has that magical quality. And I and like you with the writing, I always look at people and try to encourage them to come out of their shell and maybe even do some acting and do so. Why not? I mean, to entertain people and bring people to you, you must be interesting and entertaining, right? Yeah. And I think the idea, I think when people hear you say acting, they're like, but I thought I'm supposed to be myself. The idea of acting <laughs> is, I think, like using that idea to be focused and honestly react how you would react to a certain situation versus thinking and, oh, I'm, the, I'm on the mic and, oh, the mic is hot and what should I say? And like, it's about being centered and and ready and prepared as you can be emotionally, fi uh, physically, mentally, the same as you would before going on stage. It is I, just love, I love you. Now use the word prepared twice, and I'm a big believer in being prepared. <laughs> uh, you know, they say that, that most battles are won before the first shot is fired. That's preparation. Now, listen, let's dial you right into the radio thing, right? Because you've got all this other background and other things, but you are on the air. What do you like best about being on radio, being on the air? It's It really has fascinated me on the challenge of being able to entertain people solely using my voice. There are no visuals. It's all audio. So what clips can I use? What sound effects can I add? Um, I, I think that part has kind of drawn me in because like there's always new things and new sounds, even even with TikTok now being a um, a part of the equation. Yeah. When sounds go viral, it's about continuously scrolling and then using those sounds on the air so that you're relatable and it's what everyone's talking about. So it's just always just the best uh, compilation but compressed version of what people are talking about each and every day. I feel like you would be a good editor. Are you a good editor? Yes. Yes. I I'm cutthroat with that stuff. <laughs> oh my God. There it is again. New Jersey cutthroat. <laughs> All right. Now I'm not trying to give you an image or anything. Okay. So 
Uh, one of my most fascinating things, I tell this to programmers who are friends of mine all the time, if you die, you go to heaven, you've been good, you get a job in heaven, you are going to be doing talk radio because it's so many different things. You were a talk radio host on WRSU-FM Rutgers Radio. Did you enjoy doing that? Yes, um, that was, I actually signed up for WRSU a week after Brad maybe told me that I should be behind the mic. And um, it started off as like an entertainment thing for a half an hour. A few of us would get together and discuss. So it was good, but I don't think I really enjoyed it as much until I was able to get my own show and do my own time slot, set things up how I wanted to set it up. The idea of preparation, you know, when you work with others and it's students, there's always that one that lollygags in five minutes before and it affects the quality. So once I was able to do it myself and set the boundaries, set the rules, set the format, um, it, it really, it started to work out very well. So listen, you were at Rutgers and you had this internship in New York. Um, you really started to kind of, were you experimenting with things? You really kind of found your way at Rutgers, didn't you? Um, I was experimenting and I found my way, but I think just like many other professions that are artistic and involve being creative, I think I underestimated where I was on the air for two weeks. I'm like, great, I'm ready for a full-time job. And that's obviously not the case. I sent so many tapes out like, like many other broadcasters have. And I also had so many air checks with the college uh, program director with Brad, maybe the gentleman from PLJ and just mm -hmm. You get torn to shreds over and over and over again before you even remotely approach that professional line. So I absolutely loved it. I, of course, you know, messed with things and tested things out, but I think it just, it takes longer to reach the professional level than people realize. Do you have a thick skin? Um, I didn't, but I do now. <laughs> I see. I see. So, so who did this to you? Was it, was it Brad? Who was it? <laughs> Who, who tore me to shreds? Yeah, who gave you the thick skin, right? Um, Brad, 100%. Um, when I first started, I was hired by a man named Steve Ardolina, and we would sit in his studio, uh, in his office for an hour or two, at least once a week, just going break by break. And, you know, what sentence structure didn't work and word economy and breath control. And there were right. days that, you know, he would play things. And it's like, Nicole... Or like I, he would play the, the break over his computer and I'd see it in his eyes like, oh, I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? But uh, those yeah. two hours of him being honest each and every week, I will never be able to repay him for that because he helped mold me into the talent I am today. But listen, so much of that is about who you are and your tenacity. And listen, I want people to understand why we put you on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. I want them to understand how active you are at doing different things. So today you are freelancing as a writer and video host for something called Surfaces Live. And uh, this is in the flooring industry. How did this develop for you? And did it come through radio? Where did it come from? It actually did not. This connection was a happy accident. Uh, a best friend of mine moved out to Long Island not long after college and actually was working with the magazine floor covering news that covers Surfaces Live. Um, we went out to eat. It just so happened her boss was at the same restaurant. And when he heard I had a journalism degree, I started writing for them freelance. 
And then slowly but surely that turned into, you know, a more continuous stream of writing. And then as they got to know me and they saw me interact with people and, you know, they saw the nature of my job, they asked about hosting the the surfaces live. So the biggest flooring convention of the year is in Vegas, <laughs> conveniently mm. enough. And um, so my job was to go around, speak with different manufacturers about like the it product they were launching that year. And we would go around and things would get posted. I think the first year we did it, it got like 105, 55,000 reach just to start before anything else was touched. And unfortunately, COVID kind of put a stop to that. And then I got injured. But I'm still in touch with them. They're a huge part of my experience of just learning the 360 because that was my first major time being on camera and the positive reaction made me more confident to, you know, do it here at home with the radio station. Did you say you got injured? I did get injured. I, um, I am coming back from a pretty bad back uh, surgery at the end oh of 2021. My. So we're still not hundred percent, but we're getting there. It's just, so when people, wait, so when people ask what you did during the pandemic, you go, Oh, well, let me tell you. Right. <laughs> I didn't get, luckily I was okay during the pandemic, the injury. Um, I had to have a double spinal fusion, uh, Ooh. in October. So we're coming back from that, but we're getting there little by little. This is about your tenacity again, right? I'm sorry. This is about your tenacity again, right? You, you got this. Yes. Yes. I do got this. It's slow, but sure. And the progress, we will reach a hundred percent again one day. I like it. And I'm sorry you went through that experience. Uh, you. you certainly are somebody you're still experimenting, aren't you, Nicole? Big time. Um, so for work, you know, I'm, trying out different like comedy sketches and different video clips, um, trying to engage in TikTok more, trying to engage in Facebook Live more, along with mm -hmm. how I can utilize those into the articles. Um, the whole idea of media is just such a 360 thing and just all of it should be incorporated where they told me when I first started that what you say over the air should be reflected in articles and then on social media and then back over the air. And it's just that constant 360 of like, another way to interact with the listener. I feel like if, if, if like town square were to use this <laughs> with their on air talent and go, look, this is what we're talking about is, you know, get active and do these different things, experiment with different things, you know, and of course I can't speak for them cause I don't, I don't work for town square, but I'm just saying, you know, it is so important to challenge people to think about radio in a totally different lane and to think about it as not limited because we're truly not limited. Now we live in the era of Google and TikTok, And I mean, you, you could go on and on and on about things that you have and resources that you have. I want to know this about you. Ever thought about programming radio station, Nicole? Yes. Um, I have, um, but I definitely think I like being on the side of being able to create things that can be heard over the air versus creating mm -hmm. things that are on the back end with the logs and everything. Right. Um, I definitely think I belong more on the front end of things than I ever realized before. Okay. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about goals. What is okay. the goal for you specifically with radio? How do you see it? In other words, where are you going? Uh, mornings, something else? What are we dealing with? 
where I end up, your guess is as good as mine. But as far as the show I have with Middays Now, I think the goal I'm looking for is to expand the radius of where we are listened to as much as possible. The more we work with that whole 360 format, um, you know, we do contests during my noon hour. It's the 2K Cafe. So it's like flashback trivia. And the callers I'm getting, you know, first it was just Monmouth and Ocean County in New Jersey. And little by little that has expanded to Cape May County, to Atlantic County. I'm getting things up in Middlesex County, people down in Virginia, um, even people overseas. And my goal is to just have a a show that can be heard by as many people as possible because my goal is to, I guess, be the escape that yes, there are things that need to be talked about at times, but my goal is to make people laugh. I remember people reaching out at the end of um, like the, the end of the really intense quarantine era of COVID saying that my show or my videos got them through because sometimes people just need to turn on the computer or turn on the radio and not have to think about all that serious stuff. You can get that stuff on the news. You can get that stuff in Twitter. It is everywhere. But what you don't find is the baby laughing when you rip the newspaper or the TikToker <laughs> that got famous through sleepwalking and, you know, laughter and smiling is contagious. And it's, Wait a minute. how are you finding all these things? I just, I scour, I scour the internet and I'm just always keeping an eye out where I have my work email linked to my phone so I can just boop, pop the link over so I know where to find it. It's a continuous search. Excellent. So you are, this is your life, really. This is what you're doing. Yeah, it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world to always be on the lookout for something that will make me laugh or make you laugh or even just like a weird debate that James Corden was talking about how long people showered and like the messages I got people were like he takes a two or three minute shower like people get so invested about these things that are in essence quote unquote on the sidelines because we've got enough as adults Our, our plates are full listen you can do things wrong in the shower okay there's lots of things you know there are rules in there for some people right I mean, I'd like to think people are showering for longer than three minutes per day, but. God bless you. All right, listen, (laughs) let's talk about this because you've been so good to talk with us about your background and how you're using different creativity and how much you love to experiment. And I'm sure that um, I am absolutely certain that your bosses at Town Square are loving hearing this kind of activity and seeing this kind of activity. What about podcast? Are you actively doing a podcast? And and if not, if you choose to do one, what do you think the subject might be or what would your approach be? So it's very funny. A coworker and I were just talking about this the other day. Um, I'm currently not on or doing any podcasts just yet, but I have, of course, thought about it because mm-hmm. my bosses describe my personality. They're like, we just, when you write, when you talk, we don't want you just to talk. We want you to have that Nicole Pizazz. I'm like, when I don't think, you know, when I talk of like the Sopranos, like I, I think that's what they're referring to. So that's whatever I would talk about there, um, I think one of them would be like a WTF, like a like the crazy things you encounter people doing, like the audacity of people these days. Um, so maybe something along that li- those lines. Or you I could know do twenty you know, episodes a week, couldn't you, Nicole? I I cannot even <laughs> tell you. I had a guy try and tell me, "Yeah, baby, I'd get COVID for you." Like, what is that? Like, oh. 
<laughs> so something like that, um, or maybe even around the topic marijuana, because I know slowly but surely the stigma is getting better and there's just so much to talk about and educate with there. Um, but we're talking about it. It's not off the table. It's definitely something I'm considering, um, especially if the right opportunity came along. You think it's fascinating that all of these people want to hop into a lane that's basically audio and, you know, a lot of us that are in the background, if you will, consultants and programmers, we know that there are a lot of podcasters that even if they have really successful podcasts, if you offered them an opportunity to be on the radio, they would jump at it in a second. Do you feel that way too? If I would jump to do radio? You feel, do you feel like people who are very successful in that lane would jump to radio in a minute to do it as well? I don't know because I think with radio, depending on the podcast and the language that they're using, mm -hmm. it might be a bit more limiting depending, but I do think radio at times has a much higher reach. A podcast, you have to start from nothing and work your way up little by little and getting those natural followers without like going viral per se is a lot harder than people think. So I definitely think people would, but I think some people would be hesitant. And it's interesting that so many people are interested in audio today, and you are a great example of somebody who has come into the radio world and just kind of making it your own. I like that. Do you have a mentor or mentors in this business or in other parts of your life? Well, mom and dad, I asked them everything. Um, and then Brad, maybe, as I mentioned, I still check in with him every few weeks, I would say, uh, mm -hmm. all these years into my career. Um, and, you know, current bosses that I have and whatnot, but I definitely like I have one or two and I've stuck with them for a long time. Excellent. So uh, anybody you'd like to share in terms of, of some way that they've changed your life? Um, I'm going to shout out JB Wild and Kyle Dew. When JB started at Town Square, it was right in the middle of the peak of COVID. And, um, and I just remember going into him and he's like, what do you want to do with your show? And I said, I want to make people laugh. He's like, okay, why don't you do some type of comedy segment? You pulled um, you know, short snippets of a comedy sketch. You air it at this point of your show and we'll get something pre-produced for it. And I said, okay, when should this start? He's like, one day, go ahead. And yeah. it, it was that simple of like an idea that we had come up with then was put into action only days later. And it kind of opened my eyes like, okay, well, what else can we do? And what else can I implement? I will also shout out Steve Ardelina because if he had never hired me, he, I wouldn't be here. And I, like, I'm telling you hours and hours this man spent with me teaching me on, you know, the do's and don'ts and how to sound like this, how to sound like that. And then Jeff Rafter over at um, Magic 98.3, who was with Beasley at the time, he hired me for my first ever radio job ever. So those, those three, you know, those few, I, I don't really know where I would be. You know, they all have supported my crazy, creative, wacky ideas somehow, and it's worked out. It's all right. Uh, I'm a big proponent of you being you, whoever you are, and bring it to the radio because that's really what's going to set the difference and make us different than anything else. Listen, you've been very productive for Town Square. Your history includes part-time with Light Rock 96.9 in Atlantic City and part-time hosting Pop Crush. What in the world is that like? 
Um, you wear a lot of hats and time management is very important and show prep is very important because a lot of radio jobs, when you see the ads, they'll say, we don't just, just want line readers right. and you're doing, you know, two or three shows a day. It can be easy. And if you're tired, it can be so easy to fall into that pattern of light rock 96.9. Here we go. There's Bon Jovi. You know what I mean? So yeah. if anything, it taught me how to try and differentiate my voice, um, use local news as, tidbits on how to deliver it over the air, but also not to just deliver it, deliver it with sass, deliver it with spunk because they can tune in to news 12 for a straightforward reading of what happened. So balance and I guess just how to remain fresh, even when you're on your 60th break of the day. Do you talk to one person when you're on the air? It depends on the topic. Do you have a person in mind sometimes when you're on the air with different radio stations? Um, for the point, it's my girlfriend. It's like I'm trying to talk to them and explain to them, like, guess what happened with Ariana Grande now? Um, because I've always been taught that the one-on-one connection is stronger than the one-to-many. Mm-hmm. With Pop Crush Nights, I would definitely say it's something similar. Um, people in their 20s and 30s and talking about the entertainment news of here's what happened, but also how does it relate back to you? where you know there was a story of one of the Kardashians being smashed for getting their two-year-old an $8,000 backpack. So it is not just a story about that $8,000 backpack, but how absurd it is because that is three times what some people make in a month of how to bring it into the loop to make people care what you're talking about. You know these Kardashians are just like us, right? <laughs> I, I cannot stand them, and I am so sick of reporting on them. <laughs> All right, listen, so clearly you love Town Square. What makes them an interesting company and what makes them such a good match for you? They have allowed me to express my creativity on a on that whole 360 degree level. Um, when I come and ask the staff to help me with a video that we post, it is all hands on deck. And what can we do to help when we are out and about um, it's opportunity to be face to face and doing things with the listener. And then, you know, there's live broadcast. There's just, there's so many different things and so many different opportunities where I can put my ideas and turn it into a real thing. And then when you see it become an actual video that you've been thinking about for weeks, it's, it's kind of crazy that I have that kind of platform. You know, I buy a ticket to see your Broadway show. I would do that. I am so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right? Now you just need a bunch of other people and we're good to go. Let's build a tribe, right? I'm ready for it. All right. Tell us, you know, there's so much speculation all the time and humans, we're like that anyway. We always want to talk about things like the future. Mm-hmm. How do you see the future of radio? I don't think it's ever going away. I think the way people listen is how it's going to change. Something with COVID that that started, but it never, I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it was, that people's listening habits are always changing. So something to keep in mind is that you may be so tired, but you always have to put out that A show because you never know who's going to tune in and just happen to come across you. And if you can hook them, they're there. They're yours. Um, the streaming online and mobile apps 
has become a huge facet because not only can people listen anywhere, but it doesn't matter how strong your radio antenna is. I've gotten calls from people in England because of our website and our app. It is changing the dynamic. So, yeah. And do, and do you feel like do you feel like that that means that radio can do anything, or you feel like that will limit radio in some ways? I don't know if it'll, I think it'll open the doors because now if you can turn off the radio in your car and then continue listening on your phone, people will bring you in the store with them while you grocery shop. Um, I've had people call me while they're waiting for their doctor's appointment and, you know, whispering really quietly when they're giving me their info (laughs) for prizes. Um, And it just kind of, you don't have to be in the car or necessarily physically near a radio. People can bring you to the beach. That is also why for us personally, since we're at the Jersey Shore, the summer is such a big time. Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day, um, 4th of July. Holidays are when people uh, steer away from their typical listening patterns, which is why it's so important that we're on the air as they can, you know, go to that pool party and turn on the app and blast us. And then everyone else listening might be like, well, wow, who is that? So if anything, I think it opens doors because then with our app, we can send push notifications and tease things digitally as well as on air. It just, it opens the doors for more opportunities, in my opinion. Do you, you seem like somebody who has a lot of discipline, uh, who, who understands the world of prep and understands you have to bring creativity. It's such a unique person to have in our business. I'm sure that that is going to come in handy for you and has many times already. Um, I, I wonder, you know, as we're talking about the future of radio, uh, what do you think, what do you think is your best talent that you bring to being on the air? I think it's my capability to relate and just sit down and talk to people, whether it is me behind a microphone or me talking to someone one-on-one. I'm very good at sitting down and just finding out people's story. And I think people gravitate to that. I also think that I don't change my opinions or beliefs depending on what the internet is saying. And I think people, whether they agree, um, I think they appreciate that it's just this is Nicole and this is what you get. And if you don't like it, like, you know, sorry. Well, that just means you have a good barometer yourself. Are you good at doing research about your audience? I'd like to think so. Absolutely. Well, listen, you, you've been so kind and so generous with us, but Nicole, I hope you'll stick around for a few potential questions from our audience. Does that sound fair? Absolutely. Okay, listen, get free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the free blog at BrainMakerPathway.com anytime. We are here to encourage radio pros at all levels. That also means your salespeople, by the way. Subscribe anytime to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. You get great episodes like the one you're listening to right now. And please do share that with others. Uh, we do have a large an ever-growing archive of episodes and a fresh episode every single week so that we're reassured that you will be encouraged like you are tonight. Uh, you 
also will learn unexpected and valuable things in every single episode. I feel like we should have called this podcast, wait for it, wait for it, because there's value in every single episode from our guest. Uh, we do have questions uh, from our IM category where people have uh, private messaged me. And, and so the first one is, do you ever write anything creative to use in your radio station social media? Are you are you using your creative writing that way, I guess, is what they're asking. The creative writing will probably come more into play with opinion pieces um, about, like, different things going on in the world. We we tend to, to veer away from the political, but in general, the, you know, I'll see something about, for example, we saw someone who brought a couch to their beach setup in Belmar a week before summer kicked off. And, you know, some of us personalities took that as a chance to write a creative piece of what in the world, this is not what you do. Think about how much room a couch takes. But as far as playwriting in that whole sense, that has remained in a separate sphere. Nicole, I'm just going to tell you that that person was probably from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. If you've ever been to a home LSU game, you know that you got to have a couch. Got to bring it with you. I, okay. I, I'm not carrying that thing. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. You know, the world is different. People make different decisions. So this is the, the second question I have from the IM category. Uh, do you feel like there's a place uh, in radio today to be creative and to be rewarded for it? I guess it depends on what you say, what you mean by rewarded. Hmm. Well, I don't know what they meant by rewarded, but I would assume that means maybe financial, maybe promotion. I don't know. I will say this. There are hundreds of, if not thousands of radio shows and podcasts that a person can tune into on a given day. There's media overload. So being creative on the air, even just with a simple 15 second break of taking the time to splice a small piece of audio from your favorite show to help it stand out, that will always benefit you both with your show financially, because the more people that tune in, the the higher your ratings, which means, you know, the endorsements will come along with it to follow because people only want to endorse people that have listeners that listen to them. But overall, yes, the more creative you are, the more you stand out. I feel like the better chance you have of being successful. And growing your own career, right? And grow your own brand because also the way you are creative, the type of, you know, comedic relief you use or the typical sounds you make, all of it becomes attached to you. All right. I want to say a big thank you to anybody who joins us on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know someone who you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, you can email me directly, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We hope you have a great week. We like to say this on Rainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. Please, if you don't know what that means, do call me and ask. I'll be glad to share. We do want to thank our special guest for this live event and podcast. Nicole, I appreciate you being here and being a part of this event and our podcast. And uh, you've been nothing but a patient and giving guest. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you think of me as an expert. <laughs> well, I do. And listen, a, a special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing our the Encouragers 
the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available shortly here. Uh, this particular episode is already on all the different platforms. And of course, thank you to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio. Subscribe for free anytime on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. And please remember this, if you don't remember anything else that you've heard tonight, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally with the Encouragers. And good night.